0: The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's, The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at WicDonalds. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. I don't know what to do. I don't know how we do this. What, how does it start? This is... This is new. We haven't been here in a while. Uh, Joel and Kate at 8.07 p.m. Eastern. Is that the show name?
1: Hello, friends. We're back again. Something, something. uh, Get into your super chats. This is Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Um, ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. I think that's the end of the show thing, but we are also allies at the beginning of the show, so why not?
0: God bless you. I love it that somebody actually <laughs> remembers my
1: gimmick. I like it when you say things that are inclusive. I've been trying to remember to say that wrestling is for everyone and fightful is for everyone because I agree. I got reminded of that when I was at podcast movement, how important that is uh, by some people who came up to me and told me how important that is. So I I am Trying to do better about remembering that, but Joel, it's been a minute since we did this.
0: Listen, let's let's rewind the clock a little bit. Last I remember time you
1: know, when CM Punk was employed by AEW and we were doing a show together.
0: Last time <laughs> we did a show, CM Punk did have a job with AEW. Sure. In fact, the AEW hadn't even gone to to the UK yet. They hadn't left for London yet. Uh, Jack Perry was still on TV. Uh, um, Unfortunately, we, we lost a few people, uh, and we also had contracts not renewed. We've had people uh, potentially jumping ship, ship to other companies. We've had mergers and acquisitions. We've had uh, someone show up on the Pat McAfee show to take away from all of those firings that were happening in order to say I might show up for a show that he probably won't show. We're going to talk about that. Uh, it, there's been a lot. There, we, we took the entire summer.
1: We off. didn't start the fire.
0: <laughs> Talk about the Fallout Boy version because that one was. Shit.
1: No, we won't. Even awesome. though you stand alternatives that suck, like the Nickelback theme.
0: That's the uh, only Nickelback theme that I would love to see. You know what? If the collision theme wasn't that, ver- it's got to be that version. I'm going to redo the intro. I'm going to get Dave from Pro Wrestling Podcast, who agrees with me, by the way, to redo the collision intro. With two people can be wrong okay yeah, But they're not
1: i love dave he's a gem of a human being i'm so proud of him like on a personal level but the amount of wrong that both of you are <laughs> we Stop. didn't start the fire Stop from it. nickelback i'd rather it just be photograph, just like unrelated just like <laughs> you just see Miro's big ass face like look oh, at this photograph <laughs>
0: It's Tony Khan, but it's the meme version of Photograph, where it's look at this graph, and it's just Tony Khan. And it's it's the minute-by-minute numbers.
1: (laughs) Like Chris Statlander, and it's like, goodbye, goodbye. I'm in. I'm so in on photographing in the theme instead.
0: And then the new theme for Rampage should be Rockstar by Nickelback.
1: Oh, God. What a trash song that was about them kind of like anyway
0: but <laughs> you know that the toronto international film festival just did an entire documentary on them and it actually wasn't that bad. i haven't seen all of it but like the pieces that i've seen i'm like this doesn't look that bad
1: i will say this i have a special hatred in my heart for that era of music because i feel like a lot of it killed my favorite era of music of grunge like and between that and pop punk being like at the same time, that era of music was, boy, oh boy, not for me. There are way worse bands than Nickelback from that time. Like Puddle of Mud, Theory of a Deadman. Like there are, Nickelback was a knockoff grunge band. um, And then there were knockoffs of the knockoff grunge band, so. See, A-Shock saying Mass lines covering photograph, you know where my head and my heart are at, you know. We stay in the Mass lines, lads, here.
0: When you mention puddle of mud, all I can think of is uh, Wes Hamlin you- doing that version of "About a Girl" by Nickelback.
1: Oh my god!
0: Yeah, if you haven't seen that one yet, it's all over the internet, but it was not good.
1: Didn't they do? They did like a, a scream two soundtrack song. Puddle of Mud did. I can't remember what it was.
0: I just remember the one song they did that WWE used for uh for a pay per view theme.
1: That's what's okay. So it's genuinely hilarious that like. As someone that started watching in 09 i didn't know i didn't know that Limp biscuit and wrestling had a connection until like way after the fact right dude all the, the wrestling times, fans were like oh my god Limp biscuit i'm like yeah who fucking cares it's
0: all like, the all the times when wwe announcers would be like wwe's favorite band kid rock i'd be like hell it is it's 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 limp Bizkit. it should have been limp biscuit They should be in the Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah, Kid Rock. Woof. Adult Country Fusion Trash Bag Man. Whoa. The worst. It's well, I don't know if you have Kid Rock stories having been in the music scene, but I have Kid Rock stories from people that worked with him in studios, and I'm like, he's every Brit as fraudulent as you would think he is. It's delightful.
0: I'm not surprised. I don't have those those experiences because thank god i never had to deal with that side of the music world like I, I i never had to deal with his side of the music world i've never had to perform in his area of whatever he does or doesn't oh do.
1: buddy i'll tell you some studio stories offline from engineers oh, sure. i know that worked with him oh, i'm geez. going platinum or whatever that trash was oh my god
0: <laughs> well here really? we are we uh we, like i said we took the summer off uh we Kate did. and I saw each other. We we hung out at Forbidden Door and then we, we decided to close the Forbidden Door on our show for an entire summer.
1: Well, you stole my toothbrush Joel. So I did.
0: I, I've since uh gotten new ones for, for everybody, uh including my kid. He got a new one. He went to the dentist for the first time this past weekend. Oh, how'd that go? Actually, pretty well in the end. Good. He just he hung out on his mummy's lap and then up above they had their smart, it's like a pediatric dentist. So they had like a TV up on the thing, and they were nice. just gonna pet pig. And he was just like just oh do whatever gosh. you want to me.
1: So sign 9 million that I had ADHD growing up. Like the way that I would get hyper on shows. Okay. So my aunt, my godmother, who's wonderful, used to take me and my sister to ice capades all the time. You know what ice capades are, right? Oh, hell yeah, I do. Oh, my God. So like little girl during that Disney era when it was just banger after banger, like Little Mermaid, Lion King, Cinderella, like just crushing it for years. So we'd go see them and Joel, they're on ice. And my little like six year old ADHD ass was like just so mesmerized by this to the point where my aunt was, I guess one time asked my sister, like, is she having fun? And my sister was like, oh yeah, like she's so into it. But that's the best thing you could do if you can get them like distracted. Beautiful.
0: So Beautiful yes, time. a lot of things have happened since then. Uh, but for now... How about you leave a thumbs up on the video and subscribe to us here at Fightful over Book. Kate and I are going to be back. We're we're we're, we're I think we're back. I think uh, as as often as we can. I I actually got a lot of DMs from people asking over the last few weeks, like, "Hey, when are you guys coming back?" I really like the show. Shout out to those who did. I really do appreciate it because. You know, Kate and I, we talk to each other often and we're just like, hey, we miss doing our show. But, of course, life sometimes takes precedent uh, beyond that. We travel, we work, we have families and all that. But Last I really, week
1: I couldn't talk, you know. Yeah,
0: exactly. And, like, we had planned to come back last week. But, honestly, I think we both could have used the rest and we did. Uh, so, again, I, I want to thank those who who reached out and were just like, we can't wait for you to come back. And, obviously, y'all are here and in full force. And, hello, chat. It's good to see you. Uh, I saw, was it SP3 in the chat it was saying something about. Hell that. yeah. Joel and Kate at 808. Joel and Kate at
1: 808. Hitting the 808s, baby.
0: Yeah. Let's go. You're always on time. And of course, you can donate to Super Chat uh, any amount of question statement read on the air. We can start off just like Ryan Lambert did and said, look at these two lovely people. Where? Where? Where?
1: What an accusation off the top. Like that we come back and we get accused of being lovely people. It's Sunday. I'm barely a person, never mind a lovely one.
0: Tell me about it. I don't know. (laughs) Where where did it come from that suddenly we were good at this job? It's very strange. I don't know. It's gross. We have a lot to talk about. It. And Amber sent us a super chat before we even got on the air. So thank you, Amber. So
1: what does Amber want to talk about?
0: Amber wants to talk about, first of all, happy Sunday and to you too. Does the way WWE handled Jade's arrival set a more realistic view of what it would look like if others left AEW for WWE than Cody's?
1: Well, uh, we get to talk about Cody's. Cause...
0: So, well, I mean, I would argue, first of all, with Cody. He's still extremely over, and yeah, we're spinning our wheels right now. Hundred percent. Like every week, he's on TV. Nothing like this past week was a great example of that. Comes out, says nothing, and then he gets interrupted. He's like interrupting Moo. but like people still file in to see him on when he works the house show. People are there to see Cody. Like there's hundred percent undeniable like love for him as a top guy.
1: Un goddamn deniable,
0: Joel. That's right. <laughs> but it's it, listen, I we mean, we're going to talk about that and the whole rock thing and what's going on there, but let's, let's start with Jade. So the news came out on five select, uh, on Wednesday night after dynamite went off the air after I was very much asleep. I woke up the next morning and I saw Jade Cargill may be wrapping up with AEW and possibly headed to WWE read through the story. And of course other people are just like, no, I heard that he's going to, that she's going to resign with AEW, and I'll put money down on it. And I'm just like, cool, that's dumb. So here we are. And, mm-hmm. uh, there's a possibility that Jay Cargill is Hey, Sean
1: the- Rossap, Raj. I'll call out names
0: Oh, Oh, d- two hundred fifty bucks is a drop in the bucket for that guy, so anyway yeah,
1: that's what I'm saying. So pay it
0: up. Just gaslighting people for engagement anyway, so the point is uh, we have I'm glad that you'll call him out. Uh, I, I'm too nice uh, so <laughs> jade's Jade's potentially moving to w w e um I think it's I think it's great news for Jade. I mean, I hope to God she got paid very well, and I have no doubt that she did uh, get paid very well. And on top of that, I have a lot of theories about why she may have moved beyond just wrestling. And Kate, I don't know how you feel about the move, but let's start first with the WWE side. And then I guess we're going to move outward. So uh, Jade, leaving AEW, what were your initial thoughts?
1: So there are some wrestlers that when you pair them with certain ecosystems, just make a tremendous amount of sense to me. And Jade moving to WWE is one of them. Um Claudio moving to AEW is the example that I always use. Like look at what that guy is right now. Um Bray Wyatt is someone that to me only would work in WWE. Elias's contract is up. That guy should 100% be an impact in my opinion. Like one beautiful thing about us having so many wrestling alternatives right now is that you can kind of almost play matchmaker with like people in their ecosystems. Jade going to WWE makes so much sense to me. Like I think it is the ultimate place for her to magnify her strengths, hide some of her weaknesses, and she has incredible crossover potential. And I also feel like AEW may run into an issue with homegrown stars that haven't had a lot of reps that need a more structured environment like WWE to help their progress path along a little bit better. Like there's, there's a tremendous amount of freedom and room in AEW but when you have never taken a bump in your life like to go from zero to where you need to be at you need like a tremendous amount of guidance and it sounds like when you hear interviews of her saying like yeah the first time I hit anybody with a steel chair CM see a told me how to do it because the first time was live on tv I remember that because it looked like a video game chair shot um I I feel like in an ecosystem where you have the for better or worse, you have the performance center, right? Um, You have NXT, you have Level Up, you have uh, an incredible amount of off-screen guidance, you have Natty Hart, like, just around. (laughs) Somewhere like that is going to be really, really helpful, I think, um, for Jade. And beyond that, just, like, the, the crossover appeal is something that WWE does extremely well in the ecosystem. So... I think for her, it's a perfect move. I think for AEW, it's a wake up call that like, if you are going to grow people from the bottom up, you may have to reevaluate the way that you're doing things like that. I don't think they're in the business of we want to teach a lot of people from zero to 60. Like that doesn't seem to be their MO. And I don't think with as deep as the Indies are running right now, you need to with like the style that they have. You know, I think the Trench experiment, as well as it went uh, with his, I mean, he's undefeated. He never took a loss in AEW. I, I can say that much.
0: Didn't take much of anything other than, anyway.
1: No, big, uh, big old zero and zero record there for Trench. Uh, you know, like, I, I, it doesn't seem like they're intent on creating that from, from the bottom up. And in my opinion, this is just outside eyes on things. They shouldn't be for what they do. I don't think you need to be. I would argue that WWE hasn't gone from zero to 60 very well with many people other like they they have been dying for the we created this person from zero, like from ground up. Uh, and the only one that they've really done it with is Bianca. I think Braun Breakers right there, like right freaking there. Uh, um,
0: I'll add Rhea Ripley to that, by the way.
1: But she was in the UK,
0: right? I mean, in terms of the WWE system, I'm talking like, because she she worked the Australian indies for all of the under 10 matches. She okay,
1: was- that I didn't know. That's awesome.
0: Through. Good for her. Yeah, she very much came through with the Mae Young Classic and all that. And once she came over to WWE, that was like the beginning of everything for her. So I will I will put that out there.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, then... Good for the the ladies, um, because they're the two like shining examples of that. Then, um, Braun Breaker's right there too. That guy has progressed ridiculously fast and is a really special force. Um, but like, I think that's something that they want to be able to say that they can do, and I don't think that's something that AEW needs to say they can be able to do because they have more of an independent feel. So, I it just feels like um that that's not where their resources need to really be invested that much. So those are my thoughts. I think Jade in WWE makes a ton of sense and I think it's a big loss for AEW, but it's also like, well, you, you know, you booked her to the moon and then what? So it's tough, especially when her, her strengths are leaning more towards like charisma and presentation and, and overall presence versus like in ring. That's a, that's a tricky thing to preserve in AEW as opposed to WWE where I think she can have a bazillion eight to ten minute matches and be an incredibly over superstar.
0: Yeah, the presentation of, uh, of wrestlers for both companies, I always think about this. It's like um, if you want to be the creative, not the creative, if you want to be the character wrestler, you go to WWE. If you want to be the wrestler with a character. You go to AEW, and that's not a knock on anybody. That's honestly, it's how you perceive wrestling and how you are trained to wrestle if you are a wrestler. for some, The character is important, in my opinion, but for some, character is more important than wrestling or the wrestling is more important than the character. There's a balance, and everybody's balance line is different. You look at someone like Daniel Garcia, I think is a really interesting case study in this because Daniel Garcia came in as a great wrestler. And in AEW, of all places, he is finding himself being whatever the hell he is. Yeah, and like the dance is over, he's getting. He, there's just something he's playing himself more while still being that great wrestler. And I think that's important. And then you see, you know, in in um, in WWE, this is this is where the Jade thing comes in. She is a great character. She's just it feels like she is authentically herself turned up to eleven, which is the perfect pro wrestling character. And for her to go to a place like WWE, it works on multiple levels. One, physically, she will match up better with a lot of top stars on that roster. And this is something that I spoke to. Um, I spoke with the Zach Haydorn from Brass Ring Media. We spoke about this on Friday. And the way that I put it was that, and this isn't a knock on any women's division, it's just that Jade is just physically more imposing than a lot of wrestlers on the AEW roster. And as a result, you don't have a lot of matchups that make as much sense her and nyla was probably the closest physically like imposing match that you could have everything else though yeah so so chris yeah when she came back that's true those matches the matches against chris and that and it's very recent that's the other thing too unfortunately for a lot of jade's run chris was injured or doing stuff with
1: ty came in super late to her run like Yeah. yeah kind of a lot a lot more of that
0: yeah. And, and again, it's also presentation because unfortunately, the women's division in AW feel how you will. There aren't a lot of spotlit, different women at a different time. It's just, we'll talk about that as we go through. But I'll go in WWE terms. You've got Charlotte. You've got Rhea Ripley. You've got a returning Nia Jax. Regardless of how we feel, she's still a physically imposing individual to have a match with. Uh, there, There are people in NXT that will make a great matchup situation with player
1: her. Davenport, all this day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Bianca.
1: I mean, there's there's also just quite frankly, and I don't think it's been booked well or the representation has been particularly great in WWE land for a little bit now. Um, you know, Asuka certainly, EO certainly. Um, but there is way more breathing room in WWE for women's wrestling, and it does feel like more of a priority. Um, I think you're you've seen a little bit of that get diminished from an incredible amount of overbooking on the SmackDown side in particular. But that's also a good way to rotate a lot of women on your screen. Um, and I think you've seen some strides in in AEW land. The Tony Storm stuff has been hysterical to me. Um, Soraya, this is actually working way better than I thought it would um, because I feel like she's actually really good at things like when she's on the outside reading when the crowd is dead. So going over to like rip up a sign or whatever, like she's, she knows what she's capable of and she knows what she's there to do. So she's not trying to outkick her coverage with what this title reign is going to be. And I think it might end as soon as grand slam. We'll, we'll talk about that too. But like, I, I think you're seeing the thing with AEW is you see inches in the right direction and then you see back steps. Right. But at the same time, Jade already went through that entire roster. So like what's next? They whole cogoned her. Like she, she ran through everybody. They goldberged her. It wasn't goldberged her. To it, the, was, it was to who's the, next. Yes. Yes. And um, you know, and I quite frankly, and i I you never know what is like true and what's not, or whatever. You don't hear about caddy BS in WWE, I'm sure it happens. I'm sure it happens. But you rarely hear about it. So it's not such a problem that it's boiling over as much. Um, you know, you hear things with Charlotte or whatever, I guess, but like you just don't hear it. And then AEW, you hear it all the time. Um, Blue Fisto's involvement or not, you hear some stuff, right? So who knows? Like maybe she was fed up with the backstage dynamic. Maybe she was Um, part of the backstage dynamic and didn't want to be there anymore. Who the heck knows? But um, yeah, I think it's it's not a good look for AEW. I don't think it hurts them as bad as... I don't think it hurts them as bad as it looks, if that makes any sense. Because I think there's a lot of really, really strong possibilities within the AEW women's division right now. So should they choose to put the gas behind it, I think they're going to be just fine. I think they're going to be just fine, but it, it it doesn't look right when that's like your only homegrown star.
0: Yeah. I mean, in hindsight uh, they should have struck while the iron was hotter in terms of when to end the streak, when to move her into a different, like there are so many more things you could have done, but apparently sure. they didn't spend that time building Jade beyond unstoppable force with the tbs title and eventually she dropped it to to chris and and everything played out as it did um what's
1: well and right that's essentially what happened with cm punk so they've got to start thinking about who they're going to start giving kind of like massive protection to and win streaks because um that's in a very short time your most protected assets have have just left in their respective divisions
0: when does wardlow's contract expire
1: I don't know. <laughs>
0: I think a lot of people are asking that question. These sure. Days. Since it's contract season and a lot of news is flying around. But with Jade, there's also another thing. Who brought Jade into AEW?
1: Adrenaline. Right. I. So the initial question of like, how do you bring her in? You have Jade show up. This is what I do. Okay. okay so
0: Jade shows up and then a giant ambulance comes rolling in behind her. No, no, and no. then Shaq comes out of the ambulance
1: jade shows up she enters the royal rumble and then right behind her in the royal rumble is brandy rose and she goes who the hell told you it was open mic night and that's it that's your first feud it lasts a year and a half and it's just brandy and jade that's it
0: it's the night one main event of wrestlemania and then night two is is cody versus roman and that's it. That's how you do it.
1: it. Is Jade versus the Rock?
0: It's Jade versus she's the doing, Rock.
1: She's doing double duty.
0: That's right. I do want to actually. So, so um, the debut. How would is that how you would debut her for real though at the Rumble, or do you have another idea in mind for like for Jade? Because I've definitely bandied about a few, and I think I, I think I found one that I'd like, and I would. I don't know if it'll do it, but it's one that I would have.
1: So there's a few possibilities uh, that are in my head. The first one is yes, debut her at the Rumble. I think that gives her a lot of breathing room to get acclimated to a new place, a new system, get some reps off air, kind of get used to the presentation. Um, And it's kind of a, I don't want to say a meaningless season, but it's definitely a downswing in WWE programming from now till the end of the year. So I feel like you want her to feel like a big deal Rumble Rumble's like the perfect place to have her enter. If you did want to debut her before that, there's two opportunities in my head. One, she takes the belt off of Becky in NXT. And she has a short NXT run. Gets called up. But that gives her time to transition in NXT. Not a bad move. Beating Becky is a huge deal. What I don't like is what that does to Tiffany Stratton. Then you have really kind of cut Tiffany Stratton's legs out from under her. I think she'd be fine. But... It like that means her title reign was mostly Thea Hale and losing to Becky. That's not great. Um, the other possibility that I think could be really fun is if you wanted to go before Royal Rumble, but on the main roster, if you brought her in for like a women's survivor series match, that's like a really, really easy way to let her do some like big woman stuff, get her feet out under her. Um, participate, feel like a big deal, but not have the pressure of just, like, you're in there with Charlotte Flair now, or whatever. (laughs) Like, that's a really, really nice transitional sweet spot. And based on the fact that we've seen John Cena and The Rock kicking around WWE right now, I think there's also something really nice to the fact that, like, it doesn't feel like under the TKO era, as they're trying to, like, make a splash here, um, that that is something that they like will be keeping the mentality of, of like, we kind of just give up from (laughs) October till December. And then we start giving shit again at the top of the year and into Royal Rumble. So um, I I think that it would be nice to have something big happen on the women's side like that to kind of make that feel like a, a, a more balanced excitement. So that's, that's probably what I would go with of like, if you want to bring her into NXT, she'd be Becky, if you want to have her debut before Rumble, have her come in at Survivor Series. But if I could pick my druthers, I would be like, get her reps, 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 reps. Have her come in at Royal Rumble feel like a huge deal. If not, win it, because I think they already know what mania programs they want. Have her be like a Final Four or Final Two and, and make it feel like a, a holy shit moment.
0: Did you see the Cena and Rock meme, by the way, from Friday? They look at each other and they both say, Rider Strike? Actors.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I said that the rock had hugged John written on his hand. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I was proud of that.
0: That was a good one. Uh the Jade thing. Okay. Yes, I put her in NXT first. Um, it's not a slighted jade. It's Jade getting to know the WWE style of work and getting to know the cameras and what the expectations are. And again, that's not a slight of her work at AEW because they would do that with anybody else.
1: No, Dragon Lee's in NXT.
0: Exactly. Dragon Lee's in NXT. Uh, by all accounts, they're doing the same thing with Brian Pillman Jr. Not that they're the same, but the point really being here is that they've worked AEW TV, they've worked cameras, but they haven't worked WWE style of cameras. So with that in mind, I would put her in NXT to start. And also there's a third, you know, point to this. Uh, you've got the media rights deals coming up, and I don't think they're getting the upgrades to ron smackdown that they expected but because the nxt rates are so low i think they're going to use all of the star power that they have to prove hey give us a big increase on nxt because look at these people look at these stars and who do you use as an anchor during the end of this year you use someone like jade cargill i think that you have her come in she can honestly they didn't announce that the breakout tournament when it starts when it is who's a part of it have her tear through everyone in that breakout tournament. And then have her face Becky at Deadline, which I assume will be early December, and she wins the NXT Women's Championship at Deadline. She will have set herself up for a little bit. You can even have her show up at the Rumble, do the Oscar thing where she comes in, shows up on main and then drops the NXT Women's Championship. Doesn't drop it, vacates it. Says I'm too I'm I'm good. I did my time or whatever she however she says it without burying NXT. Just show up and then move on from there. But the point is here that in NXT, that starts to cement her as a star. Because the first week that people see her, they will be saying, mm-hmm. you got to look at this woman. You got to see her on TV because she has the star quality that a lot of people do not have. And you see her once and you, you're automatically, you're looking. You're looking at her because there's something just, there's that intangible. And gets, you get get that on NXT, and you get that against Becky, who was another person with that intangible, and there's a possibility for magic. And I think that's where it starts.
1: So when you said have her do the Asuka thing, I was like, is she going to be like, no one is ready for Jade?
0: Yes, please. Yell it. Yes. <laughs> Until she can say that, you know, I, I'm that bitch, she just has to say no one's ready for, ready Jade. for Jade. And have okay. her retire Asuka. Why not? Asuka's ready to tie him up and go That's home. It. She's going to go build her, her arcade in Japan and be super oh happy gosh. about it.
1: Okay, so yesterday I had a migraine and it sucked. But I took some Excedrin. I went to bed and I had the weirdest dream where I was for some reason yelling at Sean about Asuka's contract status. I have no idea why that was in my head. I was, I mean, like, like this, like, why won't you tell me? Like, no, it it,
0: Sean, happened.
1: it was, it, it, it okay. Happened. So it yeah. did happen.
0: Yeah. It's I was insane
1: in my dream. I was just like, and he was like, well, she's injured. So she's not going to be ready for full gear, but that's all I can tell you. And I was like yelling at him as if he owed me something and constantly gives me scoops. Neither of which are true. It was so bizarre. I have no idea.
0: No, that's that that really happened. If you are a uh, a fightful select patron on like the second highest tier,
1: yeah, I pay the twelve hundred or whatever. Yeah,
0: it's there. It's there. Yeah, sorry.
1: Tell me, just like screaming into my phone, and he was so nice about it. I was like, I would have fired me in my dream. Why well, was that so mean to Sean?
0: Sean is just a very nice, even keeled guy who doesn't go after people on the internet ever.
1: Never once. Never. Never, ever.
0: Mm-mm, nothing. Sean already owes you money.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, we just got paid Thursday, so it was only for one show. <laughs>
0: That's fair. I should probably no, I don't know. My invoice is in two weeks. Uh, Ryan Lammer sent another super chat. Uh, Jade is going to be world champ before Cody Rhodes. Okay. Before we get past the Jade stuff, I mean the <laughs> uh, wait. <laughs> we gotta finish the other story. This is the Jade story. So this was the other thing. The the she doesn't need to wrestle story. Okay. Uh she will, Jade will wrestle, but here's the other thing that AWWBD wasn't doing for the wrestlers, and that is creating crossover opportunities into film and television. And Jade has made it's very openly obvious that that is something she is very interested in she wants to be the next storm she wants to be on tv and not just wrestling and endeavor a new deal with with that group opens a lot of doors and that's not a bad thing i think that's that's smart more than anything else she doesn't need to for all we know she's going to come in she's going to do a bunch of matches and be like hey peace i'm going to go be in a marvel film see in five years or whatever and that's fine. She could be a major attraction that's not on TV do the Rousey routes. I don't know, but now she has the opportunity to do TV and film. And I think that is a, a big, big reason why someone would make that jump over from AEW to WWE in her case.
1: Not even does TV and film, but like all the red carpets. And I think Bianca has to deal with Fenty and stuff. Like, I mean, there's just so the bigger the platform, the more the exposure, the more the opportunity. Right? So, even if she wasn't financially motivated by the contract number, she might have been motivated by the potential that you can bring home um, in a WWE ecosystem, essentially.
0: I love how there's someone in the chat whose name is Generation of Jade is already sick about Jade Cargill.
1: well Well, try try being the biggest cm punk fan in the world my life was terrible for like eight months
0: (laughs) that show that we did was fantastic you were broken in like every way i
1: was just so sick of it
0: you were so tired and i still am i know you were you were orange cassidy showing up to work and that's (laughs) the problem you could take a nap orange cassidy you have you were told to take a week off and he's like no, nah, I'm tired. But take a friggin' nap, Orange Cassidy.
1: Brawl, brawl, baby.
0: <sighs> the worst. Anyway, so yeah, that that's kind of where my brain is with Jade. It, it's just an it's an addition to her potential with WWE. I think it, it makes
1: out. a tremendous amount of sense for her to go there.
0: Also, Jade Cargo, UFC superstar.
1: Obviously, yeah.
0: Yes, put on the gloves and just get to work.
1: Her and Amanda Nunez or whoever,
0: <laughs> just <get> go. <going. laughs> Go. Her, Paige Van Zandt gets out of her tire yeah, gets, gets out of her AW team. I can't
1: remember how she signed with AW, that's funny
0: She signed with AW? I don't remember that Anyway uh, You know what the best part about that? There we go That's fun Anyway, uh, if you don't want to be here, you don't have to be here So where are we? Okay, we're talking. let's talk about Cody, alright So The Rock shows up
1: on This Friday. is so funny to me, I'm sorry It's so funny
0: So The Rock shows up on Friday <laughs> He's on the Pat McAfee show. That's where it first starts. And everyone's like biting on this rock quote, where he's like, Oh yeah, we were going to do 39. And then we couldn't figure out the creative. And then we couldn't figure out the money. And then we couldn't figure out where I was. And then we couldn't figure out how much And then I- my publicist
1: laughed you out of the room because Trump. Vince McMahon was mired in a sex and Donald Trump schedule.
0: So there is that. I don't fully believe much of what the rock said on Friday. Because who's his best buddy in the whole widest world, Kate? Cody Rhodes. Nick Khan. Maybe Cody, actually. They might be brand, I don't know. But no, he's all like Nikki and me, Nikki and me, and me and Nikki and Nikki, 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 Nikki. And so I'm sitting there and I was like, huh. Dwayne, I wonder, did you get a call from Nikki on Friday in the evening or Friday morning and just being like, hey man, we got a lot of uh a lot of a lot of people talking about uh our firings, our mass firings. Can you take the, the heat off? No.
1: Yeah. No, that's not, nobody gives a shit about corporate firing. Sorry to the people that were in corporate fire, but like, there's not, that's not anything to do with any of I think this. there was so. a part
0: of it that he was absolutely, I think The Rock may have done it himself. Take, the, take all the, the bad press that was coming with the merger and just talk about something else. Get people's minds off of it. Get the get the the pundits and media people. Get them off of it. They did it. With I get you space. initially
1: thinking that, but the fact that he showed up Friday tells me. I, I just way. think
0: that was an it. That was just an additional opportunity that you know Pat was coming anyway. That's all that was. No, no,
1: no, I no. Do. I like even even as someone who
0: like hold on, hold on. Bad press. They were literally firing a hundred staff that day. And this is the last time they did that. People were on their asses because it was talent. So don't give me the, that's bad press and that's a bad take. They did the same thing with the firings when they released a bunch of honor talent that people got all up in arms about in 2020 and 2021 that they needed to change the direction of the story. They needed to divert. And that's what they did. And that's what they're doing with The Rock this time. No, the, yes. No, I,
1: it is, it is, is like
0: the corporate VPs that are getting caxed.
1: And nobody gives a shit about that. I'm sorry. Like, I do as a person, but there's n- nobody that's tuning into SmackDown is like, I'm so sad that Dana Warrior lost her job.
0: Nobody, nobody gives. Don't use her as <laughs> <laughs> <So laughs> no. an example. Anyone else? Uh, so Jamie, so Horowitz. Jamie Horowitz. Oh, wait. Horowitz. Was, oh, no. He way. was so sexual ahead. harassment. No, no, no. Let's I, I
1: think you're.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently.
1: just to sound like a pretentious little bitch oh please don't do the it's not a work no 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 as someone who was in public relations okay (laughs) for 10 years i actually sincerely think it's way more of i first of all i don't think the rock is that available that on demand second of all um i i think it's much more of a statement that if you look at the timeline of like the scandals and the rock <laughs> and you look at that, that guy will throw a million dollars. I know. I wish I could mute me too. That's why I said it. Um, that guy will throw a million dollars at a cause to avoid like it being controversial. Like he came back to television while a strike was going on, but he's like, I donated seven figures to the, to the, <laughs> to the writer's strike. besties. So me it's and Oprah, good. Best friends. Well, they donated $10 million to Maui, right? So um, I, I think it's much more of a statement because uh, to, for a completely original quote off the top of my head, it's all about the game and how you play it. Way more of a statement to me that after what you map out over the course of the past year, he's on the first SmackDown after the mergers finalized. Is way more what I think the the name of the game was, particularly because if you just wanted a distraction from like corporate layoff world, you have John Cena right there already. You don't have to give The Rock a freaking payday to manage your PR stuff. Rock's
0: already there. Rock's already there. It's already it's it's an old hat by now. I don't
1: good- I don't think Rock was already there until WWE appearance was scheduled. There's no way. There's no way that guy's not kicking around Denver for Pat McAfee. God bless him, but there's no way. And there's no way that that guy is available strike or not on like a 48 hour cycle. There's just no way. Um, So I, if you really just wanted a distraction, you send John Cena out to do press. He, in my opinion is one of the, him and Becky Lynch are probably the best to do press in WWE. Um, Seth Rollins is right there, too. He does a really damn good job. But Cena can go to any morning show you want and make you forget all about corporate layoffs. And historically, us and our little alley, we care about the corporate layoffs because we know it sucks. Nobody nobody else gives a shit. Of the, like, two and a half million people tuning into SmackDown, maybe ten of them care. Like, I There's, <laughs>
0: there's no there, way. I think there are some people who are – involved beyond media and i don't don't care about fans um in this case i really don't i think this is more of a a a media divergence and i also think that this is a um some people who have money tied up in in tko and wwe that uh you know they they found that person they found that person who can speak differently and take minds off of what was going on that day
1: no i the other thing is like it's not it's not abnormal to have layoffs like this when you merge companies either. Like this is not them laying off 200 talent during the pandemic. This is not malicious. This is just happened. This happens when you merge non-combat sports companies. Like this is not it sucks, but like it is not the it's it's not even really a perception issue. This is just what happens when mergers happen. It's it's not it's not a PR crisis that you have to call oh my god that profile picture is amazing um it's not a crisis that you have to call the rock in for
0: it's really not so really this was this was kind of the point rock was already going to be there he was a guest picker on college game day and i think because they already had the plan to bring pat in they asked rock hey while you're here hey nikki can you uh just just say just say some things just get uh get people talking about us and that was that's what that was I don't think it's so much that they lucked out; that rock was there. I think there was a little bit, the 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 him showing up on SmackDown thing is separate, but the him talking about that on a McAfee show, knowing how many people watched that show, knowing that there were going to be people, people just biting on it, takes completely away from what the other the otherwise Friday news I was.
1: Don't think so. I think you wildly it's overestimate. Exciting. I think you wildly overestimate how many people give a shit about corporate merger layoffs and pro wrestling cuz you I, and i can name maybe four names that got laid off and we are extremely close to this yes. and how many people give a shit about what the rock says at the but, but sure.
0: my point being here is that people were sitting around because there were other outlets saying oh i heard there were going to be talent releases and so all day you're just sitting doom and gloom who's getting released and you got people like drew gulak tweeting out i love my job i love my job i love my job and that gets people talking about who was released who wasn't in this case he wasn't by the way uh at least not outwardly uh and that is when you have people like the rock be like let's stick away from this shit for a minute yeah but
1: they didn't lay them off if you were gonna no, if but you're gonna still, use the rock you, for
0: still in belief there. There's still a belief amongst fans. Let like, me
1: finish my sentence. No, I don't want to you, you are me. going to lay off talent, which I think cuts are probably still coming. You save the rock for that shit, not for oh no, the VP of marketing and digital media got laid off in a merger, which happens all the fucking time. It's an unfortunate circumstance of the world. No. Nope, 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 nope. nope.
0: I'm telling you, man, I think there was more to it than people are giving credit for.
1: I'm telling you, I think it was way more of a statement that The Rock showed up after Vince McMahon was no longer the controlling stakeholder of WWE the the second there was an opportunity for him to show up. Because if you look at the map of The Rock's appearances and the rise of the scandal from last year, and you look at him talking about having WrestleMania 39 locked in, Yeah. I don't think it was that he wasn't in ring shape.
0: <laughs> Someone telling me to let you speak. That sounds awful. I don't want to do that.
1: Yeah, let me speak. Joel, don't you support women?
0: No. Ryan Lambert says, Joel, just be happy we still have the raw Twitch stream. That thing, that side cast is still awful. You ever watch this? No. I it's, love myself. It's Drew Gulak, Ryan Popola, and, and, and Megan Morant basically just sitting in their their homes and the studio offices at WWE just like watching the show with bad audio and talking to the chat it's just not good
1: well no then I'm not going to be tuning into that
0: I watch for five minutes every week and here's the
1: thing Drew Gulak is a great wrestler yes that's it <laughs>
0: I thought we were going somewhere with that. But no, that's all. <laughs> wonderful. Uh Rock. I don't I don't I don't care to see him at WrestleMania. Wow. I don't. I understand that the people are like, oh my god, we could do rock and Roman. But first of all, if you're gonna do rock and Roman, get the title off of Roman. Uh but also Rock is not I don't think it's gonna be a good match. I just don't. No, of course not. But like at that point, why the hell do you want to do what? Because the Rock's going to do a twenty-minute intro, and then Roman, not to be outdone, is going to do a twenty-five-minute intro. Like, wh- why do you care about the match? Wh- the story, sure, it's 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 never really been there. It's always just been people saying like, well, you can't talk about the head of the table without talking about the Rock. Well, okay, so what happens when the Rock brings that up? Are so you I pull at the straws, like what? What what's the story? Why why do we care and why should it be over a WWE championship? Is it a WrestleMania main event? Like what are we doing here?
1: Well, yeah, of course it's a WrestleMania main event. Um So no, Cody should have won the title at Mania. Like he just should have. This is so stupid that this is happening with the title and it's so stupid that Roman's not showing up till freaking November. Um it doesn't need it. I think the story they're going to tell is that in order to claim yourself as head of the table, you have to have the title. right? That's the thing that defines you as the head of the table. Uh, here's the thing about the table. It's now empty and in chaos. What? Nothing with Jimmy Uso makes any fucking sense anymore. Uh, Jay doesn't want to be there. They're probably going to be fighting at Mania. So my bigger thing is What table? Are you fighting for custody of Solo Sokoa? All right. Um,
0: Rikishi's already got that.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, like, this head of the table shit is silly to me. Uh, And it definitely doesn't need the title. But it is genuinely, I mean, sad but hysterical to me that they were like, Cody, you're not going to win. You're going to go on this path of adversity. And then you're going to have this triumph redemption arc. And they're like, nah, we're bringing the rock back. So you're just going to look like a fucking loser for six months.
0: I think they should do it at SummerSlam. First of all. And you're going (laughs) to face
1: Dominic Mysterio a Second time, even though you beat him clean for no reason.
0: By the way, I think you're going to be talking about Cody Rhodes on Tuesdays in about a month time. So get ready for that. Wolf. Yeah, have fun talking. It'll, It'll be October 10th. Cody Rhodes will be on NXT that week Adrenaline on title Tuesday versus a W dynamite. Yeah. That, that's, that's so go- good. By the way, that's a head to head show. Have fun. Uh, so anyway, yeah. October 10th, get, get your, get your calendars out. So the rock, you wh- what's the point of doing it at WrestleMania when you've already sold the tickets. Why would you why would you bring how up?
1: many eyeballs did his social media shit get, Joel?
0: And would it matter to
1: all? And it's LiveGate is already met. There's plenty of money to be made. And it that's so always going to be buy the
0: t-shirt is what Let me saying?
1: fucking finish a sentence, no, bro. What
0: to do have been through this.
1: WrestleMania is always going to sell well, whether or not The Rock is there or not. It's always going to sell well. It's Wrestle-fucking-mania. He's 52. This story has gone on for four fucking years, which is probably two years longer than it should have. Fucking end it. Like, of course the match is going to suck. Now, I think there is something that you can do it would involve Roman working two nights. And since he's like, I would rather have two nights on my entire 2024 that I doubt it'll happen, but you could do the rock versus Roman night one and the rock versus Cody night two. And Cody actually does finish the story. And I actually do think assuming that Jimmy Uso is now trying to get back into the faction that he left And wanted to keep his brother from becoming a part of, again, like, this makes no fucking sense. But assuming Jimmy was just trying to get back there, you could do, like, I think the best thing you could do for The Rock is a match with a ton of interference. Like, like every Roman match is. It's annoying, but it protects The Rock and keeps him from looking like a fucking idiot. Like, (laughs) it's not going to be a good match, but interference matches keep a lot of that shit protected. Look at Jeff Jarrett. This whole thing. So, um, I, I think it's it's just so now or never, and it felt now or never last year. He's um, fifty two. You got to get it done. You got to finish this whole Roman arc and time period and whatever. It's got to be done now. WrestleMania is always going to sell it. Uh, there's still a ton of opportunity to be made from advertisers and how many people are going to be watching on Peacock and social media and all those other metrics that they measure by how much merch is going to, how many head of the table t-shirts are going to sell. Come on, let's be real. Like it's going to sell extremely well. It's a huge deal. I don't even give a shit, but it would be naive to say it's not a huge deal. And it's also something that boy, is it now or never? Like it felt that way a couple of times. now.
0: Stick with never. Uh, so I writer, would,
1: but it's a dumb business decision.
0: <laughs> well, there's also the whole the idea of why would why would Rock was never able to come back before because there were insurance conversations surrounding him. Because the last time he competed in an actual match, he he did get injured, and that messed up an entire movie filming schedule for Hercules. We're assuming now that the that the writer strike, that the the actor strike, that that the strike is going to go beyond March April. I don't think it is. I, I mean, I think Cody already drove the bus to LA to try and end it. But the point is, he is there. There is that liability. We don't know what Rock's schedule for filming is going to be post uh, post strike. And I, I want to go back to the to the Jimmy thing. By the way, I really think that the Jimmy thing is him trying to quote unquote infiltrate so that he can get his match with Roman because inevitably he'll want his match with Roman for the for the world title. Because that's just that's just what it is in the bloodline. I'm everybody so
1: fucking bored.
0: I get it. But also, bloodline. like, go back to the WrestleMania press conference with Roman, and he said, "I'm here to to elevate everybody in my family." That's going to include Jimmy. He did it with Jay. Arguably, did a great job with Jay. We're seeing it on Raw. People are into it. Now he's got to do it with Jimmy. It's a little bit more stiffer. It's uh, just you know, bigger hill to climb. I thought we were
1: leading to Jay versus Jimmy. Oh, that eventually was
0: you can thing. do jay versus jimmy but you've still got how many months until mania six seven months till mania you know, a lot of time barf that's fine it. and you don't have the champion on every week so eventually you're gonna have to get to yeah, the on race.
1: every week you have the champion on like w- once a month if you're lucky that's what
0: <laughs> if this were if this were the 60s if this was 70s same situation would we'll be applying here yeah Maybe but it's the not '80s would run house shows that were abc like ABC talent, and there wouldn't always be the, the heavyweight champion on top. Hi, I I don't fucking care. It's the only title that you've put any investment into. I disagree. You've got so ex- you've got Seth's World Heavyweight Champion. Thank God.
1: I review SmackDown.
0: I know. <laughs> That's fine.
1: not there for that. That's fine. No, you, I think this moving is-
0: Gunter away from SmackDown was also another way that they screwed the uh the titles in terms of importance
1: it's so convoluted and boring and you could have the thing is they've created so much genuine investment in matches against roman and they had all these opportunities to do something with it and now nobody you have boy who cried wolfed this shit till the end of time nobody fucking cares if you do cody again you fucking better give it to him if you do the rock it doesn't need the title to your point so you've invested all of this for no payoff it is so stupid that you would invest four years into a title and have him drop to somebody who's inevitable or somebody who doesn't need it like this is so dumb when you could have done it with drew you could have split the titles with drew could have done it with cody could have done it with sammy could have done it with jay could have done it with Solo Sokoa, which i don't think they're gonna do invest all that time into a title, to not really pay it off, is so stupid and exhausting. And also, by the way, makes the part-time schedule all the less effective. It is so dumb that he's on a Brock Lesnar schedule with the title. So dumb.
0: It doesn't. And face Brock
1: Lesnar, God bless him, actually came to work on a pretty regular basis last time around. So, so
0: I love this because no, he didn't, and people love to do this whole Brock Lesnar defended the title more. No, I went back and I looked at that. He only he had the title from Rumble Nerd. and then had one defense at Mania.
1: Nerd and then that, was that. that and then you went I back and yeah I
0: went back because I got sick of people being like
1: eh, no but he drink. worked raw is what I mean for the first time in forever okay. he actually showed up at raw yes he
0: did Joel. Yeah, now Paul Heyman being the proxy for Roman Reigns it's, the, it's, it's just like having the same promo because guess what Roman Reigns ain't doing much talking regardless unless he's saying city acknowledge me and then what and then he gasped he also looks, he looks pensive
1: backstage.
0: backstage yeah I'm fine with Paul. Heyman. Dude, people
1: were in on that Brock baby face thing, and he was actually working. I mean, Brock, comparative to Brock's schedule, he was around way more this last run. Yes, he wasn't was defending talking. that much more, but he wasn't supposed to have a title because he screwed Big E over and ruined everything.
0: They did. It was it was something else. Uh, let's get a couple of super chats in. Hayden saying, "Let's talk about the Rock returning in fast decks." No. I would not. And uh, honestly, talk to so
1: Jeremy hard. about it.
0: Yeah, there you go. Send a super chat tomorrow. Ask the same She's thing. It's not
1: one-off. You're going to get the same
0: answer. Uh, honestly, I think The Rock was a one-off, says Caden. I, uh, I don't think it's a one-off, but I don't know how, how quickly we're running to WrestleMania. That's
1: Emotional just... malpractice if it's a one-off. Uh,
0: Ronald Hollick sends a super chat saying, When Dynamite and NXT go head-to-head on Title Tuesday, that's uh, October 10th.
1: City Tuesday.
0: Titty, titty october titty tuesday is that going to be the and Titty,
1: titty
0: t- tuesday <laughs> and Titty tuesday do you think that it's too early to debut Jade on xc no i would have already debuted her by then or put her in the breakout tournament and make the finals of the breakout tournament that tuesday and then have cody rhodes versus don Mysterio for the north american championship and cody rhodes wins an nxt north american championship and then he does the deadline fatal five-way ladder match for the north american championship he doesn't win but he doesn't uh, he doesn't lose Because he just doesn't ascend the title or ascend the ladder fast enough, someone else wins, and then Cody says, "Bravo!" Now announcing the 2024 Dusty Cup because I love my daddy. And then that's wait, he was Dusty's kid. That's apparently what he did. We were all Dusty's kid, Kate.
1: Aren't we all the children of Dusty Rhodes in a way? Haven't we all fallen on hard times?
0: Well, I mean, some of us more than others, yes.
1: Okay, for real, though, like, what do you do with Cody now? Obviously, him and Seth is a possibility.
0: I'm kind of not kidding about the Dominic NXT North American Championship thing. It's a very quick rating spot. He shows up. He just says, you're a bully. For mania.
1: What do you do with Cody for mania? Mania? Mania. No,
0: I do do Roman. I do. I do it again. I come back to it.
1: If they say, no, it's just going to be Roman and The Rock, what do you do with Cody?
0: People are joking about CM Punk, but honestly, that's probably the one where where he's like, "You ducked out before I came in," and then and then and then Cody's just like, "Yeah, good reason for that." Seth, I want to match with you instead.
1: If you bring back Punk, you got to do Punk Stone Cold, right? I mean, no,
0: that's... no, I wouldn't. In fact, if I'm Kevin Owens, I'm advocating for that not to happen.
1: I. God, I just don't have any interest in Punk and Cody. I get I get the impetus. Maybe <laughs> Dusty's kids were the friends we made along the way. It, it's true, Cyclops. Um, no, I feel like if, if I'm picking anybody on the roster, it's either Kevin Owens or Seth Rollins. Like, Seth Rollins, CM Punk is a fucking program. Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens is a fucking program. Yeah. Um, I don't know what you do with Cody. I part of me feels like Cody Gable for the IC title to finish that story. It's his dad's title. Um, I think Gunther has has dropped by then. Sure seemed like we were setting that up at the end of Rumble. We were getting like Gunther and Cody um, U.S. title. Who would be holding it by then? Santos Escobar maybe. Um, I don't know. It, it is. It is a creative little pickle to get yourself out of. <laughs> we're not going to, we're going to make you earn your way back up. And then, so you're going to have this downfall arc essentially. And then right about the time of the year when you would be on the redemption side of it, you are going to instead <laughs> get derailed by the rock. There, Cause to your point earlier, there's not a lot of bigger stars in wrestling than Cody Rhodes right now. He is extremely over. Political campaign Cody Rhodes doesn't do a lot for me. Like I he comes across as a Kendall. I'm not like that into him. But like not on his not because of his ability as a performer. Like the booking has been weird. The promos have been inorganic feeling a little bit, but he I feel like he's tried his best with all the Brock stuff. Like, it's not because of him. I have a tremendous amount of respect for him. And I think a lot of people really like Cody. There's not like a lot of bigger stars than Cody in wrestling. The rock is one of them. And if you have the rock, you have to do the thing. Um, It's, it's so funny because people got so mad when I said this on Friday and they knew I knew they would, and I don't care.
0: Stop reading the comments, Kate.
1: I only, when I go back to clip something, do I ever, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> see the comments at all and sometimes i'll look at the sour grapes ones because we do puns and people will leave puns in the comments after and i think it's the funniest shit out of context ever where it'll be like we did fruit puns and people will be like cranberry horowitz just as a, a just as a rogue comment <laughs> under a video <laughs> it's so that shit pops to no end um and it wasn't even the comments, it was in the live chat. Like, people couldn't believe what I was saying, and I, I knew they wouldn't, but I do not care. Like, I didn't watch the Attitude Era, so while I completely get the value of The Rock and why he's so special, it's, like, extremely obvious. I don't really give a shit. <laughs> like, like, I do, but if you're asking me, like, okay, oh, hey, are you hyped for The Rock's return, or CSJ vs. Danielson at Dream? guess which fucking one? Like, I just, I have no attachment to the era a lot of these guys are from that come back. Like, Cena was at least the foil to my favorite guy, right, with CM Punk. So, like, Cena, I have an attachment to. Um, the Rock, I understand the impact of. And him and, like, the Punk, he'll work with The Rock is some of my favorite. But to me, The Rock was coming back being, like, WWE Universe, Candy Ass, whatever, whatever. Like, it's always felt like a greatest hits of something that feels incredibly dated to me. So I'm not like super invested. So um, I, I get it, but I, I don't care the same way that a lot of people are going to care.
0: I watched the attitude era. I watched the rocks ascent. I watched everything that came and went before it. And I like the rock. I do, but also I'm not interested in The Rock in 2023, 2024, having a match when there are so many other talented people who are half of his age, maybe a little older, give or take a few years, who deserve that spot. And we were, we were doing so well last year with WrestleMania and having no like part-timers in the main events. And not, be, <laughs> you know. Or, no, we, we had seen Cena kicking
1: off the show because he didn't give a fuck about fine, the Theory.
0: <laughs> fine by, and listen, fine by me. I don't care at the part-time show. But if you're building the show on the backs of the part-timers, which even 38 to a certain degree, the, the Stone Cold KO show. Yeah, it ended up finishing the night off, but it wasn't like the 1A match or story heading into the show. The the who's gonna face Seth Rollins and everyone knew it was C- Cody Rhodes. The you know it was Brock and and Roman for night two, but like the winner take all thing. But at least like they were on TV more. They're just it didn't it, it was starting to move away from the part timers, and it felt like thirty nine was the beginning of that. To go right back to that for WrestleMania forty to do Roman and Rock, I, that's so counterintuitive to the good thing that you were just starting to build.
1: And well, that's I, where I just get annoyed. I think their excuse for it is going to be we have so much room on the rest of the cards for this. My thing is it's such a waste of everything you've invested into Roman Reigns. Like that that's my big thing is like if the payoff is gonna be the rock. Like if the rock wins and then loses to Cody the next night, God forbid, or like if if the rock wins, it's a waste. If Roman wins and continues his title reign wolf if Cody wins at rumble and Roman goes apoplectic and they just do the rock versus Roman without the title that is great like that feels perfect but having the title wrapped up in this is is just way
0: way 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 too much and that's it and people it in the chat who are giving a shit and being like it's not for you it's for others no that's the problem it, it it's it is I used to call it casual mania and I still kind of do and that's casual fine <laughs> Yeah, of course, because casual fans are the ones who are mostly buying the fifty thousand dollars seats in the front row, and that's okay, man. They don't
1: care about corporate layoffs, is my point. But-,
0: but well, but The Rock does, so he talks about it. You know, he diverts the the attention. But 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 really, here it's that you've got you've got the title wrapped up in this, and that's where you don't need it wrapped up in. You can that- do Rock and Roman at WrestleMania, and that's fine. But take the title off of Roman before you do it. Give, give it the, the family tie. Don't do the, the world tie. Family
1: off. ties? Oh. Huh. Great I, I would also say to the people in the chat who are like, this isn't for you. I'm like, that's my point. Everything in wrestling should be booked to my tastes on every card on every show. Art in general, and wrestling is no exception, is a world of absolutes. And it should absolutely be catered to what I think is right and good. And everything else is terrible and should go scratch. There is no room for gray area. Every card should be catered to what I like.
0: A.K. Dub. A.K. Dub. That's right. All Kate wrestling. All Kate wrestling. See, you get it. Ryan Lambert sends a super chat saying Cody and Brandy Rhodes versus CM Punk and Jake Garbell at WrestleMania. I'm telling Who you, Aaron... the
1: hell told you it was WrestleMania open mic night?
0: That's right. I'm telling you, Cody and Brandy versus Shaq and Jake. Bring Shaq back, baby. Let's do that. How
1: a beat Shaq. I put him in an ambulance. Aaron <laughs> Carter live performance? Let's go.
0: Isn't Aaron Carter? Hmm?
1: Oh, God. Is he? That's right. <laughs> He's gone. Oh, no. Nick Carter can do it in tribute.
0: Done. Let's go with that. I'm pretty sure Aaron Carter. Yeah, he died in 2022. That's that sad. That is sad. It's okay. I've made those gaps myself. And then Jay Miller sending a super chat saying, Punk beats Roman at Survivor Series, Cody versus Punk Mania Night. One Roman versus Rocket Mania Night, 2. I, I don't want to start giving the CM Punk stuff yet.
1: I don't think it's happening.
0: I think if they bring in Punk, it's going to be very quick and dirty and like a just like a stay, stay in your, stay in your locker room, Cody, or sorry, uh, punk, stay in your locker room. Just hang out. We'll come and get you. Don't worry here. Here's the bus, the magic school bus Just stay here. We'll come and get you when you're ready. And that's it. I think punk is going to be well, a more very,
1: than we can say for London. If anybody's coming to get him. So that's
0: true. <laughs> he could have taken a damn Hoover. He chose to take the tube. Based mother-
1: <laughs> on The comments from the on that call. It did not sound like they were excited. Now, everyone's a Carney and everybody's working all the time. Don't get me wrong. Oh, my God. If you pop into a Sunday night wrestling show to fucking say a promotion sucks, you are just get a fucking hobby. Tony Khan sucks. You're such a fucking loser. Listen. God, I have no patience for that.
0: Tony Tony only sucks when he doesn't get a bottle of water for the media with the press scrums. okay?
1: Yeah, well, we know how you
0: feel about that. We do. I still bring that up. Oh,
1: um, it was hot in there. It know was I just, hot in uh, there. I know, I know I just watched Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega have one of the best matches of all time, but it was uh, it was warm and it was light.
0: Get your own glasses. Oh, got, God,
1: oh, oh Kata and Danielson. Oh, I'm so tired. Fucking I God.
0: was tired for that. <laughs> it's true. I'll be tired for Danielson and ZSJ too because I'm sure that'll go on at midnight.
1: Cry about it. I'll be like this.
0: You're going to be high on something?
1: On wrestling, baby.
0: Oh, I knew you were going to do that. I shouldn't have given you that option. Damn it. That's the worst.
1: I don't do drugs.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I had a chance to get back of them with the corn. I just, ah, oh, man. I'm not going to Grand Slam anymore. So there's that. Um, it's expensive. I know.
1: I kicked you out. <laughs> First, my sister's apartment, then Grand Slam altogether.
0: Narrowly survived dehydration.
1: It's not true. I was sitting next to him. He was fine. I offered him Twizzlers and popcorn.
0: No, but this is after the fact. After we finished up in the, uh, Um, this is when we were going to the media thing.
1: This media thing.
0: Yeah, the media thing. You know, the place where we ask questions.
1: Yeah. No, I got to ask Brian Danison a question. It was a great honor in my life. I didn't care if I had some fucking water or not.
0: Should have asked Tony, where's my (laughs) fucking water? He probably would have gotten me some, too. That's (laughs) the best thing. He probably would have, like...
1: Literally, Will was right there. (laughs) He found you. Here's a scoop. He brought you cake from catering the night before. I'm sure he could have found you all water.
0: I think he stopped replying to my DMs because of the cake incident. Probably. I should have had our our other friend bring me the cake, because she was the one who told me all about it. See?
1: It was Um, good. Yeah, I'm cursing a lot today. Sorry. Yeah,
0: seriously, you're just dropping the bombs tonight.
1: <sighs> I'm very annoyed.
0: <laughs> How? It's Sunday. Everyone's happy on a Sunday night. Everyone's going back to work tomorrow. That's the why. I'm done.
1: I'm very tired, Joel. I'm so, so tired. Uh, just trust like me to so
0: I went to the ROM today with my family. It was fun. The Royal Ontario Museum, for those who don't know. Beautiful place. Ontario. We had uh, Joel, free stuff.
1: Joel, all my wrestle dreams are coming true. Did you see what Will Osprey
0: said before? Yeah, he wants to do the tag match: him and Fuji versus Kingston Eddie and,
1: Kingston
0: uh, and, and Yeah. Oh, Jun Akiyama, right? Nakawada. My bad. <laughs> Sorry. It's just, he met. Eddie Kawada.
1: Kingston and Nakazawa. It's gonna be amazing.
0: I did not say Nakazawa. Now you're just painting me as an ignorant racist. That is correct. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, some people who are talking. Oh no. Okay, you got me here. <laughs> not everyone's going back to work. Yeah, Joel, you insensitive little prick. You see, but the rock came on the Pat McAfee show and took my mind it off. Doesn't of it doesn't matter
1: if the rock came on the Pat McAfee show as a press distraction. But he Joel. took my mind off of it. Oh my god, the fact that you think anybody cares about corporate
0: layoffs. I think it was more just I was I was not super happy to watch a lot of Media and just like people get super jazzed over those comments. Um, to me, it was just a, it was just a, a weird. It was just weird watching it in real time.
1: Was it because you didn't have a, a crisp cold water by you?
0: No, I did actually. This this thing. Oh wow! This was full. And it was ice cold. It was good. Would you like to sponsor me? Company that makes this water bottle? <laughs> you no. Know. I ain't saying your name on the air.
1: Give us money first.
0: CM Punk will break his glass ceiling at Mania.
1: (laughs) His sugar glass ceiling? If it's it's there in time.
0: Do you think he'll cut a promo and be like, I don't work with real glass?
1: I do not.
0: Do you think he'll come out to Cry Me a River by Justin Timberlake? No. N Sync will reunite for a one-off performance of Crimea River by Justin Timberlake at WrestleMania 40, And then they will turn it into a live performance of Cult of Personality by Living Color. Great band, by the way.
1: Um I go back and forth with the great band thing with Living Color. Amazing live. Not a lot of bangers outside of Cult of Personality, to be honest.
0: That, oh, dude, that album that Cult of Personality is on? That whole album is fantastic.
1: It's got some good song. Huh?
0: Letter to a Landlord? Come on. Uh, well, no,
1: but I do think NSYNC is going on tour. I think, weirdly, this is going to come as a surprise to you, I think, Joel. I don't think CM Punk is like a big NSYNC guy.
0: Actually, what if he is?
1: That would be awesome
0: and Sink is coming into distract us. <laughs> that is an accurate depiction of the situation in Handcates.
1: Oh, that's so good. Still better than Nickelback. Let's go.
0: No, what are you talking about? Living Colour by the way are fantastic live. Go watch them. Go go they're go. They're really they're really
1: good live and I've seen uh, Corey Glover's solo stuff live and he like he saw such a great voice.
0: Wild. He is really good.
1: Yeah, it's it's really impressive.
0: Go go see them. Go just go watch. Or go go listen to the Vivid album.
1: It's kind of the only good one.
0: It is the good one, of course. It is.
1: Yeah. What's
0: your favorite color? That's a good song.
1: That is a good song.
0: It's just it's just man, just a bunch of dudes, just a bunch of dudes playing heavy metal music. You want a music scoop? Sure. From twenty years ago. Nope, never <laughs> mind. Let's move on.
1: It's about living color. They oh, okay. were they were recording at a studio I used to work with across from TLC, and TLC stole the melody of "Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls" from them, basically while they were writing. And if you think about the melody, it kind of makes sense. <laughs> it's a good tune, though. So there you go, great tune, stolen <laughs> tune.
0: CM Punk is, in fact, a Nickelback fan. If anyone's going to know, it's it's Per Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> We're going out tonight. Get drunk every night. We're going to the anyway. That was a raw. That was a raw theme song. Once upon a time. Look at this photograph. You should the song uh, "Animals" by Nickelback. That's a good one. Oh god, <laughs> it's an it's an awful awful like lyrical. Was that them too? Song. Yeah, that was them.
1: They did Rockstar and Animals. Yeah,
0: Animals was that. Oh that's, God. That's God. That's They're
1: bad. awful. How <laughs> of a
0: song Animals is. It's just about getting, getting animals. <laughs> getting your DS while you're in the middle of the road. Or while you're driving a car.
1: It's probably the most authentic thing they've ever written, sadly.
0: Burn yeah. it to the ground is a pretty good one because raw ratings went down at that time. Anyway, let's talk AEW for a minute, shall we? Okay. Jade Cargill's gone. Is that AEW's fault? Sorry, we already did that. Uh, we already talked about Jade. true. We did. Uh, Collision was really good. I, I really, I, I said it on uh, on the tweet machine. I said it's a bad night for people who don't like or, or the people who who bitch about AEW not doing any uh, video builds because they did a whole lot of video packages. It's good. I like.
1: So it. I'm going yeah. to put you in a pine box and send you back to your redeemer.
0: Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Come on. How good is Miro? I didn't say everything was good. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: promo ruled. Are you out of your it's damn fine. mind? Was- I was tempted by my hot, flexible wife is the funniest shit in the world. Stop. If you can go in one promo from talking about your hot, flexible wife to sending people back in a pine box to their maker like seamlessly, I'm in on that. The Eddie Kingston promo. All day. That was very good. Tony Storm. Yep. Getting interviewed in her New York Skyrise. Holy fuck!
0: Can we talk about how we, how RJ City is the perfect person to be doing those segments with her?
1: Yeah, because it's it's babyface. Alex and I were talking about this on slash yes. His yes. babyface bits, very very similar to this, in a good way. Yeah. It's fantastic. I've had this. This is, is amazing. This Tony Storm stuff. Yeah, it's amazing.
0: Yeah. I, I'm really I'm really happy to see that uh and yeah just it it felt like a good episode of Collision last night. It was fun it was good it was uh I don't know there, there <laughs> take 22. It was a really good show. I really enjoyed it and I think that more people could be enjoying collision as well
1: yeah, Should, we quick.
0: Should we go back to Kevin Kelly in the truck?
1: We got 21 more times that you have to get through it
0: okay sorry you thinking I <laughs> so
1: stupid. that was actually my thing I was like who? on earth needs 22 takes to get through that
0: people uh, were asking kate people were asking
1: um i didn't so i didn't get to see it in full yet because i was all migrained out and then today i was doing grown-up stuff but What's that like um it's not that fun
0: mm.
1: um but everything that i did see from it was great it was mostly and It had a lot of video packages for sure, but I think also partly because it's essentially a go-home to a non-pay-per-view, right? Um, But I do like, there was news that came out that they're going to be upping their pay-per-view game, right? And friend of the show and potatoes everywhere, Andrew Zarian, said he thinks it might go up to as many as one a month. My thing with that is and I don't say concern cuz you and I don't assign emotional weight to wrestling. <laughs>
0: How dare you?
1: Is uh like we're already seeing it, right? It's like we have Grand Slam and Wrestle Dream on top of each other. When we've had Forbidden Door and Blood and Guts on top of each other, that's been a thing. All out was a pay-per-view, let's be honest, that they pulled out of their ass after <laughs> All In and the Punk stuff. So I it just the pacing of booking when they ratch up that high is when I think things get spread a little bit thinner but um, I think that might also be easier with two shows now like you can build to one thing that's mostly dynamite heavy and then you can build to another thing that's mostly collision heavy and and kind of ping pong that way with, with your stories but uh, I just don't want them to get to the place where everything is supposed to feel special so nothing does like I, I prefer kind of that like quarterly cadence with tv specials in between but you cover impact so you're used to there being a special like every three days
0: <laughs> i'm so glad that there is nothing
1: until,
0: <laughs> it, it, we got a month until bound until will God. osprey shows up by the way <laughs> yes and then and then they go to the uk and do the uk tour and it, originally they were it was like a week after bound for glory they're like we're doing turning point in newcastle and you know uh, Will Ospreay is going to be there. And I'm like, oh, cool. We're going to have a Friday afternoon Impact Plus show. And like, we'll be good. Awesome. Let's go. And then they're like, uh, at Victory Road, they're like, oh, actually, we're going to air it on November 3rd for Impact Specials. I'm like, why? Don't do that. Just air it live. Just, I don't care if it's a week after Bound for Glory. I still got paid either way. Let's just get it out of the way.
1: You've never sounded more like a whiny Jew than when you're on the show.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ! You do. It's, it's you sound
1: very whiny and Jewish.
0: Ah, <laughs> to all my friends out there. I hope you have a happy semester. New Year for reals. Thank real. you very much.
1: You're welcome. Happy Rosh Hashanah.
0: Oh man! Can't believe oh, you just goodness. can't believe you just anti-Semitic to <laughs> me out of my own commentary.
1: Oh, that's that right. just just how that. you sound. That's and why it was good I'm, or
0: bad. You ever think that your 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 uh, gimmicks from Sour Graps are basically just really old Jewish ladies? Yeah, yeah anti-Semites. <laughs> Linder. <laughs> Linder.
1: I, I don't know what you're talking about. They are legends.
0: Yeah, legendary <laughs> racists. They're not racist. They're gaming racists. Sorry, that's from a video none of y'all watched. That's a Tommy Delarico reference. <laughs> Nobody knows who that guy is. And we, if need to do, not,
1: we need to go back to not doing this show anymore. We're off the rails.
0: Oh, we should start doing it weekly because people still like us. Maybe we'll put it behind the paywall. Not, not select. Maybe we'll make it a members-only show on, on Overbooked. Oh, Lord. Would people like that? Would y'all pay $5 a month for this show and other things? Would you? I don't know. We'll do the WrestleNomics show. Uh, the, their Patreon version—you get one free one at the start of the month, and then the rest of the month it's behind the paywall. I respect it; it's working for them. Y'all want to do that too? We don't have other stuff. I am i swear to Can God.
1: You guys stop being weird in the chat. What is going on?
0: Oh, uh, you, you just can't stop it. Anyway, MJF and uh, Mimosa Joe for the AEW World yeah. Championship. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Speaking of, Jews. I'm really excited for that. Yeah. <laughs> depends on the other things that's a fair comment tell me by the way in the comments what y'all want to see in a uh, FIFA overbook members only section and and don't be weird no feet don't be weird kate
1: i'm not being weird
0: (laughs) there it is anyway Uh, it's so
1: weird that must have been sean
0: it must have been sean (laughs) because he definitely has access to this uh mimosa joe mjf how do you feel about this? Did you want this match, or were you more looking for Roddy Strong and MJF?
1: Uh, I feel like both are gonna happen, so I don't really care like what order it happens in. I'm really happy for Samoa Joe. It went up on Fightful Select that this was the plan anyway, which makes me happy that it happened to come on the back of like him being such a stabilizing force at all in, like with what happened. Um, Because I was wondering if they, like, maybe turned up the gas as a thank you for (laughs) being the guy who, like, gets him to get his shit together and go perform. Um, But this was always the plan. It's a great plan. I I love that Samoa Joe is kind of having this second or third wind or whatever. This is really, really, really good. Um, But I love that this is happening in New York. And because it's New York and the callbacks to Brooklyn and stuff, this probably should be the thing that happens here. They could ride out this Roderick neck, Roddy Strong's neck thing for another month and a half if they want to. <laughs> like, it's fine. And I also think this this moment is probably going to be closer to full gear, right? And that, like, MJF versus Roderick Strong will probably happen closer to the, the split with Adam Cole, which I'm assuming is going to be at the pay-per-view. So, um, justice for Roddy's neck. And uh, that should be really the the setting this up was great. Like their match was great, but like there's a bigger issue at hand here. And it's Roderick Strong's neck.
0: The way the match should have played out. MJF, Roderick Strong, Grand Slam. They both come out. They're both wearing neck braces because they've been beat up so bad by other people. And they start the match doing neck spots where they hurt each other's neck. And then because they're both heels, In the middle of the match, they both do that dramatic removal of the neck brace. I'm totally fine! And then part two and three of the match is just them having a kick-ass match. And then MJF wins somehow.
1: I'm in. And I also feel like Pulaski put this really well. MJF is doing like a greatest hits of babyface work.
0: (laughs) And it's like the top, and I love it.
1: It's oh, it's great, but it is like it's a parody of itself almost, um, which is so much fun. So I think you could even do like with an MJF and a neck brace. He could have the Cody moment where he like unveiled his adversity, right? He could have like the, the baby face, like slow clap unveiling of the neck brace moment.
0: Do you believe that MJF is a baby face right now?
1: Oh. I don't think MJF, the character, is a babyface right now. I think MJF, the performer, is a hella babyface right now. But I think he is faking babyfaceness to eventually turn out Adam Cole. Seeing him get babyface reactions, though, makes me sincerely really happy. It's awesome. He was at City Field today talking shit on Chase Utley. Like, that's just fun. Like... I'm so glad cuz people people boo him cuz he's a great heel but I think there's a lot of people that want to cheer him because he's a great wrestler. And so the fact that we've had this like little window to let people do that is awesome, but I think character motivation wise that guy is still a heel.
0: So I'm in agreement with you and I I think he's playing a heel. Or, sorry, sorry, he's playing a babyface. Firmly he is a heel playing what he thinks a babyface should be and people are eating it up. And that is kind of the best part about it, that there are people who are buying a hook, line, and sinker that he is a babyface when in reality he's just this over-the-top heel who's doing what he thinks a babyface should be doing and acting the part, and that's perfect. And then Adam Cole knows how to match that, but Adam Cole also knows how to be not a psychopath.
1: I do think, I do think there's some complexity to it. I think his character is bought into the idea that Adam Cole is really his friend, but I think he doesn't know how to turn off the skepticism about it. Like I think he I think he thinks Adam Cole is his brochacho, but I think he doesn't know how to love. Like I don't think he knows how to really trust him, and that's gonna be what we get. MJF Market Joel's feet, beautifully said, pro marketing, pro wrestling podcast.
0: I hate it here. <laughs> well, we'll save that super chat towards the end as we finish when we do the AW stuff. Saraya Tony Storm. They're doing this whole Tony Storm segments, which we love. Uh does she does 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 she win the title on Wednesday? Does she beat Saraya?
1: I don't think so. Cause you can't have another Tony Storm title reign that is like a ping-pong moment. I think maybe a certain Monet shows up. That would blow the roof off the place. Um,
0: a year after Soraya did her debut. Exactly.
1: A year after Chicken Tenders and Soraya's debut. Um, uh, which is why I got back to my seat in time for the match, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I knew. I was pretty sure that was happening. And I wanted to see it. Uh, I, I feel like if you belt up Tony Storm, God, this version of her is so great, though. Uh, but I, I don't think that's the move. But I do think, <laughs> yeah, Frankie Bonet.
0: Yeah, so, just rebrand Taya. Perfect.
1: I, I think Paige has, or Paige, holy shit.
0: Wow, we are just using WWE names all night.
1: Paige here. Um, I think Soraya has exactly one successful title defense, though. Somebody shows up to challenge. I'm guessing Mercedes. Um, I wonder if that happens at Wrestle dream. If, if Mercedes is cleared, I have no idea, but that could be a cool move. Um, if not, maybe Willow, I don't know what you do, but I don't think the Soraya title reign is one. That's going to be one that's like too long or wrestling intensive, but I don't think you can ping pong it back to Tony storm again to have her have a transitional title reign again.
0: <laughs> that's kind of why I wish Akira had won the fatal four way to get that yeah. match. Because if we had done Soraya and Sheeta, or even if Sheeta had just been like, "I didn't lose that title, and I want my rematch, my one-on-one contractual rematch," that would have been fine too. Um, Yeah, Soraya and Sheeta to me would have been almost a no-brainer that Sheeta wins the title back. But I don't know. Tony Storm capturing the women's championship sounds it sounds fun, but it doesn't sound useful in the long term.
1: Yeah, it doesn't sound like solid creative as much as it would fun it would be and it almost sounds counterintuitive to the unraveling starlet that she is right now like i want her to revel in in this for longer like i don't i if she wins and is suddenly happy like that takes away from all of this hysteria that she's in uh the chat saying thunder rosa that's a really good call too like rosa could show up for that
0: i don't know if i want thunder rosa going for the tbs title and having really really competitive matches with chris statlander or going after the women's world championship right away. That's kind of where my brain is at.
1: I mean, she vacated it. So it feels like she story wise she should come back to it. because um, yeah. it's the title that she never lost. But yeah, you could sell me you could sell me at her at Chris Datlander any day of the week.
0: And also awesome. don't...
1: Athena's right there too.
0: Yeah, I, I've said this a million times before. It feels like Athena and Billy Starks is the final battle uh, show. Yeah. That, that's and that's the switch. That's when Billy Starks wins that title. Um, and, and speaking of which, I also said final battle would be Claudio and Eddie, and I still think we're doing that, but this time they're doing winner take all at uh at Grand Slam, Claudio and Eddie. The <laughs> the, so, uh, by <laughs> Thunder <laughs> Rosa,
1: spray paints the title.
0: The thing is, I didn't want to bring this up because like Thunder Rosa, part of the reason why they why she wanted to be on Collision was. Because of some of the other people that she didn't want to be a part of or like a be around, uh, you know, reportedly. And so she was going to be exclusively a part of the collision team. That's why I'm like, maybe give her the TBS title and let Soraya be the women's world champion on, on Wednesdays. Or whoever the women's world champion is. So that's, that's where my brain is at. But, Look, but As long but, as
1: she spray paints the title, I'm in. That's yeah, no, I'm
0: that's right. fine. And it's got to be a big T and not an X. A lowercase T. Can
1: we talk about Zack Sabre Jr. and Danielson now?
0: No, because we got to talk about Claudio and your favorite Eddie Kingston.
1: Okay, we can talk about that too.
0: That's where I was going to before we did the TR redirect real quick. Uh, yeah, Claudio, Claudio and Eddie. Okay. If this match is the main event, um, first of all, I'd be shocked, but also because it's a winner-take-all champion, champion, you're guaranteed to see a new champion, and that might be enough for them to make it the main event. Um, it also might tip the hand that Eddie wins because hometown big pop big event yada yada so i don't know if they're going to do that would you put mjf and samoa joe in the main event or would you do claudio and eddie in the main event i mean not you the fan you you not not you the fan kate as you, the eddie and
1: kingston's analyst. fiance no i <laughs> truly i would i would do that um Man, it is hard though, because you're in MJF's backyard too, right? Um I I actually think this is a situation where it's like actually very okay that you tip the hand and that you basically tell people Eddie Kingston's winning because it's been so long awaited. And I think it's pretty obvious that MJF is gonna retain here. So um I would put Eddie Kingston and Claudio in the main event. I also feel like Claudio kind of deserves that. Like that guy's been working his ass off and um, you know, I, I think he deserves that moment too. And Max has had plenty of main events and is going to have a lot of main events. And I also just feel like it's kind of fire to open the show with Samoa, Joe and MJF. Like my God. Now we also have rampage. So I don't think you want to do, I wish they wouldn't do a two hour rampage, man. Just go back to an hour. It's so exhausting to be there live on a Wednesday and go till fucking twelve fifteen. Um,
0: what do we talk about every single year? They've done this show. Do the first hour of rampage before you go live with dynamite. Do the second hour of rampage. Mm, the hour after.
1: Whilst I agree with it, seeing them tape ROH like that makes me think, don't do that. But uh, ROH is
0: a lesser, you know, a lesser fan service product. Like yes,
1: the- but even when you go back and watch from TV. Like, you just, you can't do it. It's so disjointed. The momentum feels so weird. It's so obvious that the crowds that are coming in are different than the ones that stayed at the end. Like, there, there's just also... The first year, it felt like there was a two-hour rampage because they built to two hours of extra television, because we didn't also have collision. Last year, it felt like they did a two-hour rampage because they did one the year before, and it was mostly boring and empty and... Muda showed up, and that was really cool. Hobbs and Starks got totally screwed over because nobody cared. Uh, They did that weird referee thing with Eddie Kingston last year and Saving Guevara that went nowhere. Um, So that was, like, not a good use of time. And it feels like we're back in that track. And you have two hours of collision on the other side of it. So I'm like, just go back to a one-hour rampage. Because then you people sticking around for one more hour to see a made event like Samoa Joe and MJF they'll do that of course so um, I don't know I don't know I know the people I'm going with are going to want to stay the whole time and I'm going to be very tired
0: <laughs> AW Grand Slam Dynamite AW Grand Slam Rampage AW Grand Rapids Collision
1: AW Grand Union a grocery store in America for like a brief moment in the 90s.
0: A.W. Grand Bend. Wrestle Dream.
1: <laughs> A.W. 100 Grand Candy Bar.
0: Oh, that's a good one. Thank AW, you. A.W. Grand Funk Railroad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. That's the most fun since uh, Quake at the Lake.
0: That's right. Send send that one to Ruckus and see what he does with it. Oh my gosh! Do do a grand. Can you do a Grand Funk Railroad AEW style? Do do the Jamie Hater mashup, but just do all Grand Funk.
1: The Jamie Hater rave Grand
0: <laughs> AEW Grand Piano.
1: Grand Piano is a great one. I can't that believe that didn't like. That should have been that's half of my list.
0: That should have been good. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sure I'm sure chat's gonna fill up with this shit now because we did it.
1: <laughs> Good. Send him money, we'll read them.
0: That's true. Uh, we that's we, how we
1: make all of our money on Tuesdays.
0: What, what happened a few months ago we did this and it turned out to be really stupid?
1: Oh my god, what was it?
0: Oh my gosh. Oh, it was the I Dawn thing.
1: Oh yeah. The
0: ice la, dawn. ice
1: la dawn. We were like, it would be nice Ladon.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be in Grand Rapids. Is for, your phone broken? This. Put it in rice
1: ladon
0: It's on. Yeah. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. So so Claudio and Edio, Claudio and Edio, it sounds like a good main event because, like I said, you have a, a definite double champion. Like you have it. Well, not necessarily definite, but like someone potentially is going to win both titles. I think Claudio is gonna win the open weight championship. And I think Claudio's gonna work a few New Japan dates. And then I think Eddie's gonna be like, well, screw you, I want the Ring of Honor World Championship. And then they'll do it at final battle. And it'll be one-on-one. And it'll be no. That'll be it. That'll be the match.
1: You don't put this on this card unless you're gonna have Eddie win.
0: Why? Eddie never wins a Grand Slam. Because he never wins <laughs> ever. That's the point. Just like Cody can't finish his story. No, no, neither no, can no, Eddie Kingston. No, 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 no. no. Oh, well, no. <laughs> yes, absolutely. No. Uh, Richard Thomas said to see what Chad saying, thank you both for making my Sunday night awesome. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank Kate you. And I, Kate and I at the top of the show, we talked about how we had basically the entire summer off and we, we missed doing this with people and we, we missed hanging out with
1: And then I called Joel a um, mean, questionably enticed about name. And I said that F word a lot.
0: So. She did. It was a really good time. <laughs> uh, John Moxley versus Ray Phoenix is happening for some reason because it'll be a good match, I guess.
1: I would like for them to get any of their luchadors on track.
0: Oh, this is impact. This is you all know, right. The impact deal is always, if you're a luchador in impact, you ain't going to win.
1: Well, and there's just no, the luchadors are never in stories. Like they just, they're like, you'll make you, you're, you're so fun. We're going to throw you in here.
0: Hey, gravity. What are you up to? You want to be a meme for a week?
1: Festival don't walk away spot.
0: Ever. Oh my
1: god. Hey, all That's... my favorite tag teams that I whine about every week are getting opportunities. That was cool.
0: Yes. Yeah, Iron Savages.
1: The Workhorsemen. This is a good this is a good little month stretch for, for Kate.
0: Are you of the belief that GYV is gonna be the uh, the big the big reveal for the 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 tag team that goes after FTR? Or is it gonna be big you know, the the AEW typical like big unveiling, big pop, have a good match, and then kind of strong month, and then cycle backwards?
1: I I hope so, because I think GYV and AEWR, which makes a lot of sense. Like I, I think they're going to do extremely well there. I wish they had just let them out of their contracts, because I, I feel like them at Wembley would have been really fun and really special. But then at the same time, you look at the Wembley card, and it didn't even have Timothy Thatcher on it, the most important British wrestler of all time, right? So... Is what it is, I guess. But, um, yeah, it it makes too much sense. It makes too much sense. Like, that just seems like a a pairing that belongs together.
0: I can't believe Margaret Thatcher's son is a wrestler.
1: It's pretty wild. but like wild. Considering the lineage and everything. I I am glad FTR's title reign is now being this. Like, putting over really great tag teams and great matches that deserve... Time like this because it's been a long time since we had that in AEW and they have a really strong division. So,
0: yeah, Good it's stuff. time. Yeah, it's time. Uh, on Rampage, we don't have to go through everything, but uh, it's funny that they're doing the six man tag for the ROH tag titles. And of course, if there's one thing Ring of Honor is all about, it's not having Ring of Honor <laughs> matches on Ring of Honor TV for tag for any title. Uh, listen, I said it. I said it on in the weeds. By the way, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, ten a.m. Uh, on this channel. I said to, to Jeremy, I said, you know where this is going with the Swerve and, and Adam Page stuff? I said, this is going to turn into the Hung Bucks versus Gates of Agony and Brian Cage. And they're going to put the, the ROH six-man tag. 100% they are. Because Jeremy was like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, no, they're going to do that. And then they're going to do an eight-man tag with the Elite. And it's going to be Kenny Omega with Adam Page and the Young Bucks versus mogul embassy like it's just the way it's going to be and then they'll do the wrestle dream show and it's going to be like the the swerve and hangman story has three matches in it and i'm excited for that but other than that like this is just kind of getting from point a to point b what do you think what what are we doing here
1: i think they are going to do that because i think they want to get the six-man titles off of the mogul embassy
0: is it because they signed a contract Because that's what the ROH six-man tag titles are about, not having contracts and giving them to people.
1: I think it's because... Like, it's been Gates of Agony showing up with their six-man titles fighting as a tag team for too long. And, like, occasionally Brian Cage is also there. And they've built no real contenders to it. So if you put it on the Hung Bucks and then you actually build contenders, the Hung Bucks dropping it to whoever is gonna be there makes them way more made than if the mogul embassy was and it also gives direction to mogul embassy at least they like are are cleared from that weird work schedule where some of them might get called on saturdays and some might not so i actually think you're right like i i do and i feel like they're ring of honor guys so you can at least pull back on history like if you wanted If you wanted the Hung Bucks to drop Dalton Castle and the boys, that's infinitely more entertaining to me than if the Mogul Embassy drops Dalton Castle and the boys. Um, Or whoever. Like Shane Taylor Promotions looks like it's coming back. You have Shane Taylor now taking Lee Moriarty under his wing. Who knows who else could join that? Like there's there's plenty of options. And I think a short transitional title reign from the Hung Bucks is great. Now, the problem with that is they don't seem to work very many Saturdays, do they, Joel? So they are not going to be around ROH tapings and gosh, neither are the tag team titles. And I'm hoping that this is part of Eddie Kingston winning is that your world title will be around a little bit. Um, Samoa Joe has been there at least a little bit, like he's actually defended. Um, they built out some appropriate ROH stories with him. I wish they would have just had Shane Taylor beat him, but, um, there's a continual issue there. I do think that there is reason to be excited that ROH is straightening itself out. And that I think if you have someone like Ethan Page there and there, there is effort behind certain stories that make me feel optimistic of that they're, they're putting an effort. It's just going to take a little bit for it to pay off. Um, But I I feel like there's there's reason to be optimistic that they're straightening stuff out because the fixes are so simple that it just takes a little bit of extra care.
0: Hear me out the Hung Bucks win and then they drop it to uh, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett.
1: Don't say Cole Carter.
0: Cole Carter would have been a funny one. No, have Roddy Strong have Mister Roh captured the six man world tag uh, the you know six man world tag team championship sub honor ring of you know it's
1: just the six man titles
0: so <laughs> six man titles I guess I want to be professional or something but I don't know you can do that or have Adam Cole wins the six man tag titles with MJF and someone
1: <laughs> sure let's just make let's just make MJF and Adam Cole, the bloodline. They have the world title, the ROH tag titles.
0: And then MJF never defends his title.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We'll see you in November, Max. That's what we say.
0: Dark Order should win the uh, trios titles, by the way. Sell that $5,000 pink belt, and then the biggest rib you can play, give them to the Dark Order.
1: That would be hysterical, actually. (laughs) Carnies.
0: I'll take it. Jeff Jarrett somewhere being like yeah, I did it. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> let me tell you, Conrad. Let me tell you about my idea for this. Let me tell you.
1: F made me relevant again and I ran with it. That's
0: what it is. God, did he ever? Anyway, we got a super chat from Ronald Holick saying after Will Osprey's postmaster comments, what are the chances of Osprey Marfuji versus Akiyama and Kingston at WrestleDream? I don't hate the idea. I mean, honestly, you want to have a dreamy wrestle dream. This is one way to do it. Do you do it under Inoki rules?
1: I'm just gonna cry about wrestling so much this month. If Eddie Kingston wins the title, I get to see Danielson and ZSJ in person, and I get to see Eddie Kingston team with Akiyama against you, Will Ospreay.
0: Are you going? Hey, to Seattle? Oh, that am. sounds awful. Can I come too?
1: That was a lot of.
0: Yeah, but that if sounds you're paying, awful. I'll come too.
1: Well, no, I'm not paying.
0: Oh, then I guess I'm-
1: I am. I am. Uh, traveling to Seattle and I will be seeing friend of yours and mine, Miss Val Capone.
0: Friend? No, nah, I'm kidding. I love
1: that. No, I know. You can't even, even fave it with her. She's so great.
0: Her and I were supposed to go to Israel last week.
1: <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> How did that turn out? That
1: show got canceled. That's
0: the wrong one. There it is.
1: I'm so excited. So the only thing with that is pro wrestling. Noah has is running a show the same day.
0: Oh, but it's okay because Seattle, if Hulk Hogan taught us anything is that he wrestled 430 days one year because <laughs> he kept going back and forth between Japan and because of the time change, he could wrestle twice brother.
1: I also don't think Noah would be like, no, Mara Fuji. You can't go get a bunch of exposure for us. <laughs> with Will Ospreay and Eddie Kingston and Junakiyama. Uh, they might not love like an Anoki tribute show, I guess, but i I don't know. I feel like for one date they might let Marafuji go. Um, I hope so. It, it's a really special thing when you get to see wrestlers and their influences together. It's like one of my favorite things in wrestling, like um, if you go back and watch uh, all the stuff with Akiyama and Eddie and you see what Will Ospreay did yesterday with, with Marafuji and the way that he talked about how important Marafuji was to his career and emo haircut, Zack Sabre Jr. in 2009 wrestling Danielson and <laughs> to see him at the cruiserweight classic and now running into each other in this stage of their careers. Like there's a lot of really special moments of wrestlers and their influences. I, um, gosh, Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio too, right? Like it's, it's all over the place in wrestling right now. And I, I just, I think that's one of the most special things also makes you feel very old, but that aside. Um, totally. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's pretty cool.
0: It's pretty yeah. Cool. I'm looking forward to, uh, to wrestle dream. And I like that. They're starting to get the, the hype up now. You know what I mean? They're not doing the whole, like we're two weeks out from the show. So we're going to give you all the matches at once. I like that. They're, they're not slow rolling them, but they're at least giving you like your top three, four matches up. And that way you can get excited for it. Because, listen, they're, if they're moving into a situation now where, like, you got to pay 50 bucks now and eventually maybe get to max. But, like, if, if Andrew Zarian is is right, and, you know, more often than not, he gets it right. Uh, why he couldn't tell us the scoop on our show the morning he dropped it on his, don't know. Kind of a dick move, if you ask me.
1: Yes, Zarian.
0: Yeah, kind of a dick move, Andrew Zarian. I'll
1: see you Wednesday, Zarian.
0: Can, can you beat him up for me?
1: I will gladly do that.
0: You, have you seen have you met him before face to face?
1: Very briefly, but yes.
0: Okay, good. So just
1: just It might have been John Alba though, I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> no. Off the air I'll say something. Uh, anyway, yeah, I, I I don't know. I just um I think that you need to get that promotional machine going. Because you're expecting people to drop 50 bucks as of right now for every major event you're doing. And while it's gonna be nice if that does become a max feature that you're already opted in for however much per month and you're getting the events included, that's helpful. But for now, like they've done a lot of shows and they've expected a lot of money. And you can't always get those people for whatever reason, whether that's promotional or financial, it's just it's a lot. So you gotta really
1: to your point, yeah, lack of build. And the other piece of it is the live attendance. Like, live attendance hasn't been great everywhere. And I think part of it is because the builds have not been, they've come together so late that people aren't, like, necessarily enticed. So getting out ahead of it with, you know, a dream match that we've been waiting for and couldn't have because Danielson got injured twice, right? Um, that's really special right now. Um Osprey showing up kind of anywhere is is incredible right now with the work that he's doing. Eddie Kingston having the New Japan Strong title makes sense. That's another reason I think Claudio probably will be losing on Wednesday. Like, showing up at Wrestle Dream with Akiyama would be amazing. But, like, he's already working strong, and Strong is right, right below Seattle there in California. So I think there's a lot of good to be done. Um, and it doesn't it, – it, I'm – so I'm kind of intrigued and a little impressed by how different it feels than forbidden door. Like it doesn't feel forbidden door felt so big. And this feels like the same kind of collision of all stars, but just like a little bit more intimate in a, in a way. Um, But I'm, I'm very, very excited about it. It's a, it's a really good time to be a wrestling fan right now. It's pretty, uh, pretty wild. How much great stuff that we're getting.
0: Which is hilarious because this is typically a time of year where you're kind of waiting for the new year where things aren't exactly like moving and grooving. You're maybe like, if you're in WWE, you're looking forward to, uh to survivor series. If when they try, well, yeah, exactly. Or when they put together something that works and then you got full gear coming up. So that's typically what you're looking forward to in the AW world. And then of course, again, impact, you got bound for glory in October, but like, then we start getting into the end of the year. So once those first two weeks of December come, after that all bets are off it's it's useless until you know the third or second week of of january because whenever people
1: try to say like oh it's not that bad towards the end of the year i always try to remind them that they had alberto del rio run over santa claus with his car
0: (laughs) still laugh over that (laughs) it's the best it's the dumbest shit ever but that's wrestling
1: oh my god isn't it ever
0: anyway there's so much going on in wrestling I think we yeah, I think we is. got through most of it. Is there anything else that we want to touch on before we get out of here? I got one more super chat to read and then we'll get out of here. Uh
1: anything else that we wanted? you wanna talk about Trimpact hitting a million social media views? Because that was cool.
0: Oh, absolutely. Shoot rules. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> no no notes. I've been saying it for weeks that one of the best parts about having Trinity as part of the Impact roster is that she brings more eyes. And does she sometimes only bring eyes to her segments? Yeah, but you know what? Still a win because some people, not all of those people are just going to watch her segment and then FO. Some people are going to go and watch the whole thing. And then that's they're going to so watch... And, and then they're going to watch uh, the Edwards... And they're going to tune out. I'm sorry.
1: We also get will Osprey versus ESJ in London on October 14th we also get Chad Gable versus Gunther and what I think will be a Chad Gable title win. The Heritage Cup on NXT is really good. there's so much great wrestling. We've been we- talking for two hours and we could probably do another hour on it. Oh, we're I'm not sure. gonna
0: we're not going to We'll put that behind the paywall. How's that? Joel and Kate extra or something
1: That sounds like we're like uh entertainment news like Joel and Kate extra.
0: I thought it was just that we are extra.
1: Well, that's definitely
0: there true. is. Yes, that is accurate. Anything else in the chat before I hit this super chat? No, okay. Uh, shotgun29 said it's a bit behind on the rocks return. WWE released over 100 wrestlers during the pandemic with no PR stunt to cover, considering the execs were still there post merger. I doubt they just started caring. They kind of did PR stunt it, and I gotta remember, I gotta go back and remember what it was, but they did do a little bit of PR stunting of like, and they, they re they definitely did a messaging thing with uh, with mm-hmm. pandemic releases, but uh, kind of said it before say it again the rock came back just oh the only reason the rock came back was to screw with you all
1: nobody cares about digital media marketing manager michael thomas or whoever
0: wow the disrespect shown to michael thomas (laughs) digital media manager the bump is a great show kate
1: the bump was a great show
0: it's still on
1: i'm just saying that if it were talent releases you'd have a stronger argument
0: of course i would because people would actually care more because these are the people they see on their screens every day anyway now. you tell him you tell him right now
1: Tell Ta- mike was michael thomas before we end the show it's not that i don't care it's that the masses at large don't care. You know who definitely doesn't care? Adam Cole. Because he doesn't even care about his good friend's neck. So you think he cares about digital media manager Michael Thomas? No. But I care.
0: I, I just, I swear to God, I need Matt Taven to just win a damn championship so I can put that stupid interview up on the website. <laughs> I just, well do something.
1: You still haven't posted my Trisha Dora one, so.
0: I haven't. That's right. Because Trishadora Dora hasn't won the eight, or the really anything. She hasn't won. Much. She hasn't
1: even been booked on our
0: way. She's she hasn't been booked. That's sad. I haven't put up my, my, uh, Nicole Matthews interview either. And that one was a hoot. She had me sitting on the floor with her doing karaoke.
1: I was going to say, yeah, no, that one is timeless to <laughs> golf yesterday.
0: We'll get to it. Anyway, let's get out of here. Kate, do the things.
1: Hey, yeah, you can follow me at Miss Kate Fabe on Twitter and TikTok. You can follow me at Kate's on Instagram. You can catch me on Fightful Select every Monday with your Sour Graps review. Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays on the Fightful main channel doing NXT, ROH, and SmackDown, as well as my horror podcast every Wednesday. But this Wednesday, I'm going to be at Grand Slam. You can tune in to see the two suckers that aren't going, but I will be there.
0: They are suckers.
1: They are suckers.
0: The biggest of suckers.
1: They are, Ryan? Are you kidding
0: I, me? I hope Ryan hears this and sees this.
1: I hope so too.
0: You're a sucker. I like Ryan though, he's pretty good. Ryan's the best. He is pretty good. I am Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. I get in the weeds with Jeremy Lambert every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday here on this channel at 10 a.m. Eastern till noon. Tomorrow, who's my guest in the morning? My God, you think I'd remember these things. Uh, AIW JT Lightning tournament winner, Eric Taylor joins us at 10.30 in the morning. We have some really cool interviews coming up. So if you are not subscribed to the channel, you should be subscribed now. You're a
1: damn fool.
0: That's right. There's some good stuff.
1: And you don't support women.
0: Kate's going to be very excited when I tell her some of the names offline that we're getting very soon. So until then, if you haven't already, drop the thumbs up. See you in the next one. Ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. We'll see you then. Cheers.